What's up everybody, Brandon Fountain here, and I have another special guest, a close friend of mine actually. Uh, We're going to be talking about his podcast. You know, I always love to bring in the best resources, and we're going to be talking about film theory. I know you noticed by now, I don't talk about a lot of film theory, mainly because that's not my wheelhouse, (laughs) but I'm bringing in somebody who... uh, it's, he's one of two uh, the other one can make it we're gonna get into that later but uh, we're gonna talk about how hopefully in the future we'll make up for that what I lack with what they have and see uh, how we can collaborate but also see if you can go over there and get a little bit of what you're missing here you can get it over there let's get this episode started you're listening to let's talk filmmaking a podcast where we talk about everything filmmaking if you're a beginner and want to learn about filmmaking or want to hear stories from a filmmaker like you, then this is the show for you. Because somewhere in this industry, you're a beginner. So let's talk and let's learn. Okay, I have, like I said, my close friend Cody Lewis with The Real Inspectors, and that's R-E-E-L. What's up, Cody? How's it going? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm very excited uh, to have you on. Uh, like I said in the beginning, Mitch isn't here. Which yeah, we uh, he had some stuff come up where he couldn't make it, uh, which was sad because I know he's he's very passionate when it comes to films and movies and he is uh, he's and I know it, it's a little uh, that is a little bit upsetting, but we you'll have to get him on because uh, I'm he feels a lot more the emotion that's in film, whereas I'm a little bit more like focused on. What is that camera doing right here? Yeah. What is? Why do you have that light set up right there? Uh huh. I'm I'm very picky about those things. You are. Uh, like I said, I, I want to bring you and him on because you two have a podcast called The Real Inspectors, which just like I don't know what you all are listening my podcast on. Let's talk filmmaking. You can find it. I know for sure on Spotify, and I'm quite sure you have it in other areas. Areas will. Yeah, uh, we're on Google Podcasts as well. Um, I'll have to check to see if we're on Apple. What ho- uh, what host like are iTunes. you using? Uh, I think uh, I think same one you use. Well, I just switched to Captivate. Oh, uh, I, 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 I was I using Simplecast. Uh, that's. Yeah, yeah, simple cast because uh, Mitch usually takes care of that. Mitch takes care of the like posting and all that side. I take care of the uh, re- recording side. Because uh, how we do our podcast is we actually go live on Facebook. We're every other Monday uh, at eight o'clock on Facebook, where we go live and we allow everyone to hop in in the conversation. Uh, we'll post we post a phone number up and everything. Like we make it. We make it like a radio show in a way, uh, and we do video as well during our podcast. And so there's props and stuff that pop up. But so if you listen to the podcast, there may be moments where it's like, hey, go watch the video. And you can all, we keep them up on our Facebook as well. So you can always go back and watch. Oh, really? Okay. Um, That's- and so we have all, we have all the video podcasts on Facebook, and then we try to keep the audios up on uh, all your regular podcast streaming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I think it's Thanksgiving Gambit. I believe 
that's the one no it's another one calvin actually jumped in and called into the show he's done that a few times now uh, actually our our last episode we did he actually came in clutch for me really uh, b- because uh we had a technical issue pop up and the next the next movie we were talking about i had no idea what anything about the movie uh and we had tim uh on with us oh really okay uh, tim, yeah uh tim is it tim j smith tim, yeah mm-hmm. tim smith mm-hmm. uh and so we had him on and uh mitch and him were supposed to talk about a movie and by chance mitch's uh computer had crashed and so it was just me and tim and i'm trying to fix everything while still talking to tim and you get it this is one of those like behind the curtains I'm, i have no idea what's going on at this moment right. where i'm like i gotta do <laughs> i gotta control the video and our audio and right messaging mitch i'm trying to you are what's going on. you are doing a lot behind the scenes folks if, if you watch the show on, on facebook i'll get all those links uh down below where y'all can find them everything <laughs> and it's always been like that Cody mm-hmm. has been the one to have to figure out how to make it work and keep it running, which I remember when you all were starting it. I mean, and we've talked about your build. You needed a beast mm-hmm. PC to be able to do all this, but oh, yeah. still, oh, yeah. like, just the power. The yeah, because uh, we actually have, there's one or two episodes as well where uh, Mitch had to run them because my my PC wasn't enough and mm-hmm. it's it kept crashing and so i had upgraded some more i think since last time <laughs> you and i talked about it just going to throw some extra uh hardware in that uh pc mm-hmm. well yeah well go go I mean, I, at one point i had to have like three or four monitors set up oh, i've God. now reduced it to down to two uh-huh but in at one point in time i had three monitors Mm-hmm. during the show and each one was on something different golly just masterminding the podcast <laughs> behind the scenes well I, I really want to get like i said because you all do something that i don't and it's been like this i've had guests that have been like i have pre- previous guests that's been in the film industry and I even talk about it some with, man, I hate, I cannot remember his name. It's going to kill me. But I didn't grow up in film like a lot of people in the film industry uh, has. So, you know, we went to Bipsy, me, you, Mitch, um, even uh, Calvin. Uh, we went to Bipsy, to, which is a two-year community college where we pretty much learned communications, what they called it. Uh, a little bit after we went in there to really learn video production and even film. But that was my first experience. That was Mm -hmm. my first experience. And, you know, there's me and then there's everybody else that, you know, name calling um, directors, writers, actors, which even today don't know. People ask me, who's your favorite director? I'm like, shit, I don't know. Uh, Will Smith. Uh, uh, but uh, which is, I'm totally joking there. Please don't take that serious. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I can't even think of a a, a Will Smith movie that he's I'm, directed. I'm quite sure he's. But I know he probably, has. Probably. Yeah, has. I'm quite sure he has. Um. Oh, he's isn't he supposed to be directing the the Fresh Prince reunion? 
Dude, I'm so far behind on, on, on a lot of Battery. stuff. I know I would because it's funny. I went to Best Buy to go buy a DVD. I know who does that. Even the representatives was like, yeah, we're getting rid of all, all the DVDs. And I was like, why? Like, I, I, I want special features. I will buy that. Like, you can't get that off of Netflix, Hulu, all, all these pla- mm-hmm. platforms. I want to hear the commentary because that's, to me, that's me trying to catch up. You know, that's me trying to get my film theory, yeah. trying to like really learn the behind the scenes and get to know these There's, directors. There is a lot of movies where if you if you don't watch it, like if you haven't watched it with the commentary, you're missing out where some will like go in depth on like like you remember how in high school they'd be like your teacher would ask you like, why is the door blue in this book? Why did the author do that? I love commentaries because they'll tell you why that door is blue mm-hmm. or like little things or it's like, Oh, this was my, this person shot. Like, uh, uh, if you ever go watch Scott Pilgrim, uh, with the commentary, Edgar Wright, will talk about how he's like, Oh, this is my, this is my, uh, uh, Tarantino shot right here. <laughs> Whenever he, he's like, this is for him. Yeah. And he's like showing her feet and stuff. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I love those moments. You, you, and, oh, you have to. One of the best commentaries you'll ever watch, you'll ever listen to. Also, I just love this movie. Uh, Nacho Libre has the best commentary. Really? It's, uh, it's Jack Black, the director, and one of the producers on the film in an Alamo draft house just watching the movie, and they're mm-hmm. like ordering food at the same time, just talking about it. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's uh, I went to Best Buy, and usually they have like rows of DVDs. Now that is gone, man. That is gone. So I'm like, you're. I just feel like that's something you're missing out of. I mean, I get it, sales and all that, but like when people say DVDs are about to be become extinct, I'm like, mm, let's not. <laughs> Let's not at least give us a way we can still have that, you know. I think I think podcasts uh, are going to be the the new way of commentaries. Um, at least that's how I've listened to commentaries nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Kevin Smith has done a lot of them, uh, but he's been doing it for years. He used to have like, hey, bring your iPod, your like little iPod shuffle, into the theater with you so you can listen to us while you watch the movie oh wow that's pretty cool okay so I, I remember doing that i think theaters need to do no never mind uh <laughs> that but that's good uh ipod but then yeah well yeah yeah i guess that's good i mean you can't go with friends and do that because they'd be like hey man you saw the show what i'm listening what i got earphones yeah, yeah, in it's, man it's, i got it's earphones definitely a, in. Like, a personal <laughs> or maybe you and your friends all have have them in or i mean you get wireless head- headphones now like you and your your significant other you can sit there and that and um listen. spotify and and apple they made it to where you can listen to the same thing at the same time mm-hmm. yeah so it's definitely doable so still i'm a little bit like you know dvds let's not get rid of them um at least for i guess the major movies like you know i'm gonna want now, if it, if it has it now 
Did you get a, a DVD or did you get a Blu-ray? See, no, I got Well, sometimes you have no choice but to get a Blu-ray, but I believe both of them was just regular DVDs. One of them was Napoleon Dynamite. Man, come on, man. Yeah, get that in Blu-ray, man. I'm on a man. budget. <laughs> I'm on a budget. You can spend the extra $2 to get I be- high dude, I need to look. I believe, because nowadays you have no choice but to get a Blu-ray. Um, but I just don't pay attention, you know? I just I just don't. <laughs> but I see I notice it, so I can't I can't do that anymore. What do you mean? Like I can't I will rebuy a movie in Blu-ray just to get a higher quality. Oh, yeah. Uh, or if I own a movie on a Blu-ray, I will not stream it because it will look better if I just put the disc in. Well, I'll tell you what, I think it depends for me on what movie it is. Because Napoleon Dynamite, I don't care if that's I don't care if that's Blu-ray. When I saw it, it was already like, man, so like having to I'm not gonna get Ultra HD Napoleon Dynamite. Now <laughs> Ultra HD 4K Marvel movie or Tenant or anything that like I really want to get the most out of, even sound, yes. I will spend all the monies for that. But like Napoleon Dynamite, when I say I just saw it, I'm like, yeah. I I bought that and another movie. It was Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. I forgot what it's called. Um, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't and I don't know if you've been like this, but and that's one of my questions. Like, how do you keep up with these freaking movies, man? And it's gotten so bad now that, like, Netflix is is crapping out movies. Disney is is, is crapping. I saw a Disney movie, which a Chinese, Jap, uh, Japanese, I don't know what it is, a, a dragon, a Disney girl and dragon movie. I'm like, what is this? I didn't, I had no aware of this. How do you keep up yeah, nowadays? That- I can't remember the name of that movie, but it's coming out. I believe March eighth. It's already out. I saw. I, I th- wait. March, maybe is it, is it unless it's just the toys. I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, I think the toys are just out because uh, I believe, or it's March fifth. I think it's March fifth. It's coming out. Uh, it's like the Last Dragon or something. Yes, like that. that that movie. Yeah. How do you keep up? I well, see. Here's one of the things. Uh, so on Real Inspectors. Sometimes it'll just be one of us who watches the movie because you got it's so difficult nowadays to find time to watch it. Now, like something like that, that's targeted towards kids, so it's a lot easier for me to watch that because I have a son. I can go pop that on for him, and now I can watch it myself. And then you ask him, so what happened? And he's like... <laughs> he, he'll he just tell me, dat, dat, yeah. dat, 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 dat. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> That that I I want that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's because I was listening to another another show. You have these shows now to where it's a it's the series is movie quality. So it's like it's like okay, I have to watch this movie. I have to take the time to watch this long ass series that everybody's talking I, talk, talking about. I much prefer I much prefer these long series uh-huh. or these like mini series that come out now because they they are movie quality and it's like I'm watching like a six hour long movie and I I mean I'll sit there and do it 
um people have been complaining about like uh Snyder has the the Snyder cut of the Justice Snyder, League coming out. That's the only one I watch. It's going it's going to be a 4 hour long movie and I'm like please. Thank you. Like when I say I have not watched a single DC movie because I just have not no, I have okay, okay, okay. So the last one I watched <laughs> was Dark Knight uh Rising, uh, I believe. <laughs> that's rises. how far rises. Yeah, that's the last one, dude. Like I haven't watched I dude, whenever uh Superman started showing up and like all this other stuff and the stuff I've been hearing, I just can't dig it. Especially Batman versus Superman. That complete me all the way off. Now, that being said, this new Batman coming out, I will be watching. The Batman, I like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look dramatized. And I saw clips of the Justice League and it was terrible. The CG, the graphics was just yeah. cyborg. So, it's like, what is happening here? Yeah, the, the Justice League that did get released, the Joss Whedon one, um, it had it had a lot of flaws in it. And I was very upset. You you know me, I'm a very big DC boy and I've uh, I try and back as many of these DC movies as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was super excited for Justice League coming out because I actively read Justice League comics and stuff. But uh but yeah, there is uh it was a big big old mashup of uh, a mess in that movie. And uh in in Real Inspectors I go more in depth on it and uh here whenever Snyder Cut comes out, we'll go more in depth on to that and uh, I'm a big fan of Snyder. Uh, the way the way Snyder shoots his stuff is very cinematic. Um, he he does this combination of the uh, he he controls like the timing of everything. He mm-hmm. himself he himself is a big fan of visuals and comics, and so he tries to recreate those like frames and comics, like just the cells you see, and. Uh, and that's that's something that's very appealing to me, right? As a comic book reader, it's like I'm visually seeing the comic book on the screen, and so like I would definitely suggest Man of Steel. Man of Steel is great. I Man of Steel. I know Wasn't a lot that of people, the first Superman movie? Yeah, that was his first Superman movie. <sighs> I I enjoyed it. First of all, let me. First of all, I hate Superman. Okay, like for one, I that's, I hate Superman. Gen, just and gen, that's why I think you would enjoy it. But he lives. Because <laughs> so the first Superman movie, I I was very surprised because in the comic books, I'm not a big Superman fan, and these movies have definitely like uh, the MCU stuff as well have done this for me, where uh, they they really humanize some of these heroes, and mm-hmm. uh, one, that's one of the things I liked about Snyder's versions is uh, he like man of steel humanizes uh clark a lot you you see clark he's not kal-el he's curious who this kal-el is but he's like i'm clark kent and i really enjoy that and it doesn't make him the first movie doesn't seem like he's just a god Mm -hmm. throughout it because again he's fighting people who are on the same level of as him the whole time so there's no i can easily just swat this away now, 
if you watch uh, Batman v Superman, again, like if you watch the director's cut, they fill in a lot of stuff. You get to see Clark Kent, the the uh, the investigative journalist, throughout it. You get to see Batman doing Batman stuff, like trying to figure out. And that's not what's in, going on. That's not in the, I guess, regular. You gotta get the special edition. The regular version has has a little bit more of the Batman stuff, but it has none of uh, Clark trying to like interviewing people uh, and all this other stuff. Like, there's like whole characters who are taken out. Mm. Well, I, I I did recently hear that in the Snyder's cut that um, we just recently got a look at uh joker uh jay leno's joker and he doesn't have jared leto jared leto uh, jared leto's uh <laughs> jo- and then he's and he's a native I see that now yeah 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 oh yeah 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 <laughs> uh he is going to uh he doesn't have his tattoos in this one yeah yeah i actually uh know uh leto's aunt really well there yes. you go all up in the mix of the uh, <laughs> local uh, film industry. I there's absolutely no way I will ever meet Leto, <laughs> but that's like the, one of those like little things where it's like, oh, I know, I know his aunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna take she our has, first. She had no idea what Thirty Seconds to Mars was, too. Really? Oh, just, she's yeah. that disconnected from what? Uh, I, I get that. I get but, that. Yeah. Well, we're about to take our first break. Uh, when we come back. I really want to talk about once again. Um, I believe there is a difference between uh, the type of person like me who is very much into uh, the mechanical part, uh, the behind the scenes part in terms of cinematography, and then there's people like Mitch who is all film theory like. Really want to dive into that when we come back. Soundstripe is the number one place for filmmakers, creatives, and YouTubers to have access to high-quality, royalty-free music. They have super affordable subscriptions starting as low as $11.25 per month. With unlimited downloads and licenses, the possibilities are just simply endless. They have over 5,000-plus quality songs, 40,000-plus sound effects, and get this, they even have over 70,000 premium stock videos. With access to curated playlists, your search is easy and you find exactly what you need. And with the worry-free licensing, you get a custom license available for every track. Soundstripe has given 10100 Media the opportunity to extend a 10% discount to other creatives. By going to soundstripe.com and using the code 10100, that's T-E-N-1-0-0, you get 10% off any plan. Go and sign up like right now. Take your production to the next level. Sign up with Soundstripe today. And we're back. And once again, uh, I can't express, you know, I talk about every time. I generally, generally, genuinely <laughs> like Soundstripe. So once again, if you are looking for that uh, audio, that great audio to go with your editing and you want something that you can go in, find something quick like I said, what I do, go in and look for a playlist, add that to my editing uh, sequence, and it is done. It doesn't take 10, 15 minutes anymore like it used to with those other services. Now, uh, back to Cody and the real inspectors. Um, once again, Mitch isn't here, but 
Um, I really have to give it to him. This, that man really knows his film theory. He knows his directors. He knows all those people. And mm-hmm. I think when people ask me, should you go to film school? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I, I, me personally, I don't think so. But it's, I think one of those things, cause he was also homeschooled. Um, I think it's if somebody like you or Mitch who kind of wait a minute and 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 let me know, Cody, did you graduate? No, I, <laughs> I know a lot of us did not. I know I graduated, but uh, I know Lee yeah. and some other people. I have, I think I have, I had one or two more semesters. You but... and a lot of other people only had just a couple more, but. I had I owe them still money, so that's the only reason why I haven't gone back. Also, it was one of those things where I really enjoyed being up there. I really enjoyed like some of the programs they have up there, but I would get into a class and, and just... like in my my editing class, I've already I had the teacher right next to me of uh, just before this class where we were both editing stuff. Uh huh. And he knew I knew what I was doing. And so he'd be like, hey, Cody, uh, so-and-so needs some help over there. Can you go help them? <laughs> and so I'd be doing stuff at his class. Or uh, I would have another teacher who'd be like, hey, Cody, you've done this before. Do you want to teach the class how to do this? And I, like, as like neat as it sounds, I hated it. Uh, that because it doesn't like, sound that neat, though. It's, it's like I'm paying money. Right. to learn something but instead i'm paying money to teach yeah well it, it, yeah you're not getting paid to teach and now you're being up being put up there all gold and shiny like this is my golden child he's gonna teach you now uh <laughs> but it, it's, it's one of those things where like you go get these bachelors these masters and you learn theory we really got a lot of hands-on at our two-year college but I will say I got a little bit of theory with Kazuba. Um, but I think that's what you really miss by not going to college. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Uh, it, so going, going to college or like going to film school or anything like that, they definitely teach you more of like the analytical side of it. Like, uh, I, and remember how your I mentioned your English teacher saying like why is the door blue? You now have this teacher up front saying why is this shot this color? Right. What is like? Can you tell me the theme based on these colors? Like how uh, an entire the entire movie will use essentially three colors minus like one character will be a different color. Right. Like a uh, five hundred. Uh, 500 Days of Summer, I think is a great example of this. Uh, Mark Mark Webb, who's the director on it, he was very adamant that like the color yellow can't be anywhere except for Zoe Deschanel's character, Summer. She is supposed to be Summer and the brightness and all that. And we have uh, Justin Gordon-Levitt's character, who is always in blue, because, you know, he's always the, the sad character. And it plays a major point in the fact that he's bringing her into his life. You start seeing kind of those warmer colors start popping up in his life. Mm-hmm. 
and it's like I I love when people do stuff like that, like those right. little those little details. Uh, again, if you watch uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer with the commentary between uh, Justin Gordon Levitt and Mark Webb, it's great because they also get it deep in the architecture of the film and of the buildings that are all around mm-hmm. because his character is an architect. But yeah, but all that stuff goes in within making your film. Sure, you got to have a great script, but like just having all your visuals have to make that script come to life. And even with some of, and sometimes I think people go too far <laughs> get to where it just goes over your head a little bit. Um, but I think once again, you don't get it until you, you know, just get your, your, your mind thinks that way. And when you're so used to looking like with me, I can, I know how to look at, shots you know from a cinematographer's viewpoint i can see things different but like you know with certain movies and and lighting and the way a director would see it's nice being able to you know depict oh this director does this a lot this director does this a lot so you know what to expect and if something is different you will, you know, you can catch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a lot of times, though the director themselves are not the ones holding the camera, there's a cinematographer, some some directors, they're like, they essentially get, are just grabbing the camera mm-hmm. the entire time. Right. Uh, and I, I enjoy a lot of those. Or like uh, Tarantino, he's very particular about certain shots yeah. that are taken. Um, I know another... Uh, another big like film that I know I'm a very big fan. I believe you and I have talked about it before, but crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Oh yeah. Where yeah. they like whole shots are shot a certain way to tell a story without, without talking mm-hmm. and the, in the entire films and uh, it's in Mandarin unless you watch the, the dubbed version. But uh, there's like whole scenes where regardless of language, they are able to visually tell this story. Mm-hmm. You can see the, I think the biggest, the biggest one is the scene where, uh, with the calligraphy, uh, where she's asking, she's asking her to write. And they just, with the camera shots that you get to see the eyes, the way the hands move to kind of show it's like, Oh, I've, I've figured you out. Right. Yeah, no, all that goes into once again, like that's that's the stuff where like I wish, you know, we could see film together more because it's it's I guarantee going to a movie with somebody like you, Mitch, and whoever else is way different than you know me and Kenya going to see a movie. Um, <laughs> I, I I and that's why I really want to bring uh, you on the show is because like that having that knowledge is very important like i talk about you know camera gear and um you know especially business a lot but like having that knowledge and being able to piece rip apart a well not rip but like put together a movie just frame by frame and just knowing who's working on this and being able to know exactly why they're doing th- doing the things they do is amazing uh 
you're very and uh, you you're you lean a little bit more with the animations uh, i would say right how how is that going like what i guess viewpoint are you looking at it more i well i know always the first thing i'm looking for is uh a lot of these films nowadays use a lot of special effects and CGI in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very picky about all that mm-hmm. because you, the CGI doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to use it in a smart way. I, I'm a very big fan of special effects, whether it be vis- uh, like computer generated or practical. Um, and so that's always like the first thing that catches my eye. Uh, one of my favorite Marvel movies had one of my biggest complaints like two, my two my my two top i have big cgi complaints about and that's uh winter soldier and black panther because winter soldier the the shield at a certain point uh-huh. it just looks it's just all over the place it just looks super fake mm-hmm. and it's very distracting for me and then black panther it, visually it's perfect up until a certain point yeah we talked about it the end the end you didn't care for how the big fight scene uh at the end how it looked with the rails and everything Mm -hmm. yeah and i I mean i'm all for like big cgi fights at the end i just want it to look visually good Mm -hmm. i get that i get that um i mean of course I, i i think i said it before on this podcast before i mean if i didn't i'm saying it now there was a lot of issues i had with black panther um not really cinematography rights but just just the story wise uh just the things happening Mm -hmm. the writing um i had some issues with but like when it comes to all that uh and we'll stick with cgi do you believe things are sometimes things are getting a lot real with yes, some of some of yes. the things are looking. Do you think it's getting a little bit too real in some ways? Like, like are we getting into that uncanny valley? Yeah, like that. I mean, we the, what they did it, with the Lion King and uh, yeah, there's there's some stuff where it's like uh you could have you could have uh hammed that up a little bit. I think uh Soul is I think oh a perfect my God. example of how how you need to do CGI nowadays. Uh-huh. Because uh the like half the film whenever it's in like the what is it the nursery or something whatever they call it the time before oh uh all is, like cartoony yeah 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 uh-huh uh like that stuff it's stylized like that for a reason right but then when it jumps to like the real world i feel like all the objects besides the regular people regular people are like super realistic like they just took a photo of new york and and then they make the the humans all stylized so that way you don't hit that uncanny valley yeah um i actually start hitting that it starts it starts messing with you it does it does really mess with your 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 um your mind i I, was one of the issues with uh rogue one and how they did tarkin and leia Oh right, yeah. Cause they had then they have to CGI them back in there since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, what well, I think even uh, Fast and Furious that was an an issue as well. 
yeah, having to replace uh, people I know that pass Fast away. And Furious. Well, like like in Rogue One, it was like for Tarkin, he obviously he he had passed away, uh, and he play, he was a major character. I feel like they should have just used the actor who was the body double. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he's great. Um, and then for Leia, I feel like they could have just used another actress to kind of take on the role. Uh, but I mean, you don't have to have it try and hit that uncanny Valley. And also the way you use it story-wise can, uh, it matters as well because we can take that same, that same, uh, that same stuff and in uh rise of skywalker we get another cgi uh another cgi young leia and luke at one point in the film and it looks great mm-hmm. like story-wise how they use it was just right and then if you watch the mandalorian uh i don't know if you've have you watched the mandalorian sadly yet? no no <laughs> sadly you plan no. on watching the mandalorian yeah i do i do that's actually okay, on my okay. next list to 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 watch, but well, I I couldn't CGI and Mandalorian is like they even though stuff isn't perfect, right? They use it very smart, right? And they at, with the story that they use allows you to kind of distract you, which is kind of funny because Favreau did this, but he also did uh, Lion King. Mm-hmm. Really? Where you had the Uncanny Valley. Because, yeah, he was the director of on Lion King. Really? Uh, now, Lion, Lion King had some technologies they used that I love. Well, see, and that's the thing. You mean the uh, the whole, like, virtual, uh, the way they filmed mm-hmm. it using virtual goggles and people actually filming yeah. and looking. I, 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 I get that. And I think that's the only reason why I was like, I will watch this because I know this was, they was testing something that has never been done, but God damn. It's been done. It's been done. One of my favorite animated movies. That's how they shot the entire movie. What's that? Surf's Up. Surf's Up. Surf's Up. The Penguin movie. The Penguin. Okay. What? They, they, that's all shot in virtual reality. Really? Yeah, they had it, it wasn't as big uh-huh. as you see whenever they're shooting Lion King cuz this was early stages of like VR. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you ever watch behind the scenes, again, I owned the disc and went into the special features to see this, mm. to find this out. Uh, but they had like a maybe a 3 by 3 square that they could move in. Mm-hmm. And they had set up like, you know, the shoulder mounted can cameras that you had back then for shooting like documentary style and stuff like the guys who walk around and what it was is they would look in the viewfinder they would look in the viewfinder and it's in the virtual world and they would film like that's why it has that feel of like you're actually watching documentary reality show style because it had an actual fluid motion like that was actually a guy standing there with a camera filming penguins to do stuff. And then they're like, okay, only these penguins are seen. So we'll, we'll like make them a little bit better. Mm. This penguin, he's not even seen. We'll just take him out. Stuff like that. Okay. Now, now that you mention it and I'm replaying some scenes in my head, I get it now. Um, Favreau, Favreau keeps getting all this stuff for being the first on stuff. 
but he's not. Like the whole <laughs> pre-generated backgrounds uh-huh. for that you've been hearing about for the Mandalorian, he did. He's not the first to do that. Uh, the the first like big movie to do that uh, is it's a Tom Cruise film. Um, Mission Impossible. No, it's a sci-fi. It's got a uh, Morgan Freeman in as well. Oh, oh, oh no, you lost me. I was about to say, um, I'm about to cheat. Um, Oblivion. Oblivion is that the yes. one where he's in space? It's it's on Earth, but it's like after a war and aliens came, and it's like he has to find. Uh, it's he's getting resources together for like the last of the humans that are on a different planet or mm. on on Titan. Um, but uh, but how they did that? Uh, they have this float, almost floating house that's just like up on a tall pillar, I believe, or something. That uh, you just see the sky all around it at all times. And so in order to create the lighting and visuals of it, the director himself with like a handful of his crew went out to Iceland to film, just, just film like the air for like hours. So that way they can project this onto these screens. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Like I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but I love this movie for what they do visually. I don't, I don't see you as a Tom Cruise fan at all, <laughs> at all. That's that's interesting. See, and that's once again, that's that's what I'm talking about being that having that insight because hell, if I would have known that, I probably wouldn't even watch it. And I, I definitely, I watched it when it went on Disney. Disney uh, Plus. That's when I, I think when I finally watched it because I wasn't paying for it. Um, I definitely wasn't paying for watching Lion King. Need to hit this one last block. Gonna hit this commercial, and then we're gonna come back, ask those few questions like we always do, and be right back. We have so much to talk about on Let's Talk Filmmaking. We have so many guests that have nothing but great experiences to tell you about. Of course, me and B have a couple of experiences to tell you as well. We've also had guests come on a show to promote their new feature or short film. It takes time and effort to reach out to get some of these guests, and we try to bring you worthy information every week. We love working and building this platform, but we could use your help. We're asking every listener to subscribe to our $1 Patreon subscription to help keep the show running. It takes a lot of time behind the scenes, and to make what we have grow, we need your support. Click the link below and subscribe to our Patreon. And let's build a film community we all can grow from. And we're back. Like I said, uh, indie promo. Definitely uh, donate what you can because, like I said, it does help us keep uh, focusing on the show. And also helps us um, get more people, great people like Cody here, uh, talking about film theory. What movies did you watch? next year because we was talking about how <laughs> I mean I didn't watch a single thing last year I can't even remember the last movie I saw in theaters to be honest so in theaters last year I saw three movies and the first movie 
I saw in theaters was uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So I didn't have to go to the theater to watch that. But uh, I was just like, oh, I've never watched Empire on the big yeah. screen. Let me go watch it. It's the experience. And so we went, yeah. And, you know, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I'm going to I'm gonna go watch that. And then uh, after that, uh, I went and saw the uh, the uh, what is it called? The it's X Men movie. Do you have it on your desk? Uh oh, you did say you saw. Is it the mutants? The new mutants? New mutants. New mutants. Yeah. So I saw New Mutants, uh, mainly because that movie was in. Uh, in like production hell and i was like i i wanted to see it before and i was like because i was it was being advertised initially as a horror film with superheroes that yes they were yeah yeah Yeah. it's like i love i love when people do stuff like that well then it kept going through reshoots and cuts and reshoots and cuts really where it turned into a like teen superhero go get a movie and I was like, man, Lame. you can tell this movie went through some stuff because it is bad. Uh, I didn't I wasn't even aware of those changes because mm-hmm. like like we were saying before um, off off air, uh, I don't watch commercials. I really don't. I don't like mm-hmm. it because I try- when I watch a commercial, my brain starts spinning and I try to figure out the movie right then, right there. So like, I just have a I list I read the description, I look who's in it. Hopefully, it's a good one. You know, I generally so, do not like trailers. New, yeah, I. This is a, a good example of why I stopped watching trailers for movies, because I remember watching the trailers when it first was announced, uh, and I was super excited because, um, I mean a lot of the actors in it i was super uh super excited to see them in something uh see them in a superhero movie and again uh people with superpowers and it's gonna be a scary movie sign me up i'm all for dark uh superhero stuff which is like one of the things one of the reasons why i like dc so much is because usually they have a lot darker themes in them visually and uh theme wise and so it it didn't have that. They they tried to make it a little bit more happy. Originally it was rated R and then they had to drop it down to PG thirteen. Mm. So it, it it had a lot of issues. Now the other movie I went and saw in theaters uh last year would was uh Greatest Showman. <laughs> I almost I, bought I that. Saw it. I I'd seen it when it came out in theaters before actually saw it a few times when it came in theaters i think during that time i may have been working in a theater or i had the movie pass i think i had the movie pass at the time and so i used to just go watch movies like every day and uh so i'd already seen it a bunch of times but my friend alex uh him and i we love the movie we sing the songs together but we had never watched the movie together so him and i went and saw the movie together so we can sing in the theater with the other two people who were in the theater. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 
I almost bought that at Best Buy. I almost did because I I hear nothing but good things about the I, movie and I the production. Own, I do own a copy of that. Uh, in fact, if needed, I can right now pull it up so <laughs> have the audio playing through here if needed. We don't we don't have see we don't have that type of um production quality on our show um to be (laughs) be able to just pull stuff up like that let me so do you have any insight you know can can i have it here first what is happening with the local regal here is it coming back do you know anything have you heard anything uh i think i haven't recently heard anything but uh i think uh i so I'm assuming you're asking me this because I used to work in Regal. Yes, yeah. So for those who don't know, I used to be one of the managers at one of these at the smaller theaters in the area, but that was now almost that was so long ago. ago. So long. Yeah, that yeah. was seven. That's before the radio station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been some time, uh, but. Uh, but I have no idea. Uh, last time I talked to anyone about it, they said uh, they were just waiting to hear what's going on. Uh, I assume at this point they may a lot of the a lot of them have either gone on to new jobs in the area or something, mm. or they've been transferred elsewhere. Uh, but in the last few years, I've actually switched to just going to Cinemark. Uh, I don't blame you because I have the uh, pass. The, yeah, I have the pass. Yeah. Which it just makes for those who don't have it, whenever they start it back up again, right now they have it on hiatus. They're not charging anyone for it right now. Uh, but if whenever you do, they do get it back up and running whenever everything kind of gets back to normal, some sort of normal. Uh <laughs> they uh it, it gave you a discount on your tickets. You didn't have to pay uh online fees whenever you ordered your tickets online right you got to reserve your tickets reserve your seats uh as well as you got like 20 percent off in the in the concessions and then last year or so they opened it up a bar there and i was like oh yeah i'm just gonna get crunk and watch (laughs) (laughs) movies right right yeah even i had to pass for a good while because i'm like you know me i'm cheap i'm like oh yeah i'll save money this way and then i'm 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 that was when i was really trying to make it a habit of watching films make it a habit even like now like i am struggling with like okay i really need to watch something so i can uh stay up to date you know just see what's 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 being done lately i can't wait for that to happen can't wait for that to come back nowadays uh well i say nowadays when i mentioned the three movies i went and saw two of those were actually not even at cinemark they're at robinson film center which is a local like small theater uh, that shows a lot more independent films mm-hmm. usually and i believe they're a non-profit yeah they um, are and so it's i i rather go there if a movie is available there because uh i rather support local also, they they also have drinks there. They've always had drinks, mm-hmm. so I get crunk every time I go there. <laughs> and uh, and you can order you food and then take it down to your movie. Mm-hmm. I've always complained that there's no Alamo Draft House in Louisiana. Every time I go, 
out of town, I got to go to like one of those uh, movie theaters that have the restaurants mm-hmm. built in where you can just eat while like I can sit there, hold up a card or press a button and I get a giant cookie or a steak. <laughs> like, eating a steak and watching Spider-Man is I, I, I bet kiss. that's like the best experience for you. <laughs> well we're gonna wrap it up from here man um definitely if you all loved the change of the change of pace with this episode because it's definitely different than what we used to have let me know uh definitely share it send me an email message us on instagram whatever you, you have to do because uh, like i said i really want to add more film talk to the to this to this podcast so thank you cody uh for bringing that here if you really want that film film theory also even just to stay up to date y'all talk about movies that i didn't even know was coming out yet uh, if you just want to stay up to date with we, we try and then we try to we try to keep up with like news that's going on with films like ones that are coming out or uh rumors of what's happening yeah, if y'all just want to keep up with what's going on in in the film industry with uh, movies coming out, definitely uh, go on and check out The Real Inspectors. I'm going to have their link uh, down below. Definitely uh, add it to your list of episodes, podcasts to listen to because I promise uh, you you won't be disappointed they have a great show so definitely check that out uh cody i'm definitely gonna have you back uh hopefully mitch can make it next time uh as more movies and shows come out i'm gonna want y'all to come on and talk about uh one movie not you know five or six at one uh really talk about that dig dive uh dig dive into it all that but until then uh definitely viewers listeners donate uh if you can also subscribe to the show because it really does help on apple and yeah we'll catch you all later see you